Welcome back to The Walter Show. As always, I'm trying to bring you some of the most interesting people I can find in the Nordic countries. And also, I'm trying to find some of the folks that you may not have heard about before, so we can get some truly fresh angles and new ideas out of these conversations and not bring you the same interviews that everybody else does. So that's one of the goals. And for this particular episode, I'm spending some quality time with an old friend of mine. And this is a person that I met early on in my advertising career. And she's had a truly remarkable career after that. And um, we've done quite a few productions together. One of those being an improvised kids show that we did with Peter Stormer in Peter Stormer's garden after we made a terrible mistake of sending the entire production team home so we had to figure out something to do, right? So anyway, that story you will hear more about later in this episode, and this is quite a strange story. So this person is also a very kind of colorful and interesting person that thinks outside the box or almost lives outside the box. And that's also what makes her uh, such a good marketer, I think, with the unique ideas and perspectives. And she is the founder of Circus Lundgren. She's also right now the VP of Global Marketing and PR at Lincoln Co. And here is Hannah Lundgren. Do you want to hear something really funny? Yeah. You might hear it in my English, actually. Since I started working at, at Lincoln Co., my English has gone into this... Um, like Gothenburg English or the Volvo Eng the Volvo English. So <laughs> when I have talked to my old friends uh, in English, they have been like, "Hannah, what has happened to your <laughs> speaking?" <laughs> But are, are you a musical person? I'm a musical person. Um, I think I like to think so myself when I'm singing in the shower <laughs> or yeah. doing the karaoke session. But no, a apparently those two are related. So if you are a musical person, you pick up on. Uh, accents and things very easily i do though yeah okay maybe that's something i need to explore <laughs> yeah that could be your next career in a long line of careers because you've done a thousand things since i got to know you you're an old friend of mine you could say yes we started our careers basically at the same time uh, working on the same project yes we did it was at we uh, and conrad bergström brought us together and it literally went Here you go, make a campaign. <laughs> with the with this kid who's just straight out of ad school. Yes. <laughs> and I had just been hired. And, and it was like, I had never done a campaign. You had never done a campaign. And it's like, it's going to be a global. It's going to be released all over. It's going to be big advertisement. And both of us are like, mm-hmm. And he's like, no problem, right? And we're like, no, no problem. And what came out of that was, uh, was it good? Today? I don't know, dude. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, it was good. It was uh, the mini shoot. That's also what I remember. The mini shoot with Peter Stormare, who who was one of the We Activists, who we just like literally, I think, shot on our phones and our... Yeah, back then there were no f video phones, but we had a small handheld camera. And the reason for it, we, we, uh, we had planned to film Peter and... Uh, I think he called or something and said, well, I had to be in Chicago. I can't come. And we were in Los Angeles. And we sent the entire team home. And and then suddenly he calls like, no, 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 I'm coming back to Los Angeles. We can we can shoot. And we had like this split second where we were like, should we tell him? 
<laughs> and we and we didn't. So you and I drive out to wherever that was in this house outside of Los Angeles, and come into Peter Stormer's garden with this little handheld held, handheld camera, and we shoot um, like a kids show, I think. Yeah, and there was, it was really weird, but it turned out really funny, and it was used and it was popular and it was one of those where you know people were like how did you make this happen like who shot this <laughs> who was the stylist how did who you was the it, producer how did you make it look so real yeah well it's it's so documentary <laughs> and we're like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> sorry conrad we uh, never told you it's really expensive to make it look authentic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm feeling this is turning into a babble show. Well, uh, we are reminiscing. Yes. <laughs> so you started out at WSC uh, just like I did. And then yeah. you went on to this weird career where you'd done all kinds of things from Marimekko to Chinese underwear to now working with cars. Uh, yeah, and I even did a pit stop in beauty. I've I've literally been all over. Uh, but I think the common denominator has always been brand building and the passion for that that's why it's just but because i've never seen a difference you know like if you're building a brand for a luxury beauty brand or if you're building it for a car or if you're doing it for a streetwear um company it's it's still brand building and it's still talking to the consumer and so it's kind of potato potato (laughs) a lot of people are going to get really mad before me saying that but but you know it's still brand building in the end you need to connect with the end consumer. Yeah, I, I find that a lot of the best marketers, uh, marketers I meet, say something along those lines too. That it's like it's kind of the same. But I, like when I tell that in certain crowds, I get like almost you know yell that type thing because of course like nobody's gonna take my space as the <laughs> best car marketer person. <laughs> you know, it's it's. Whereas I've never seen it like that. I mean, it's even like when you're oh let's do an interview with you, and I'm like why. I I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what I've done. And then when people tell me things, I'm like, oh yeah, actually, I you know I've done some. Yeah, but fun that stuff. is very common actually uh, in in uh, in people that have uh, great output. Actually, I would say. And and I spoke to a guy called Christer who who told me that uh, well, um, some of the best people they can gather a lot of knowledge, but they never stop and reflect on what knowledge they gathered so they don't really know what they know a lot of other people know what they know so they consider them great but they don't know themselves so they kind of don't understand quite why would you want to talk to me do you want to know something funny i i I was actually listening to you and julia and in books and cows and you were talking about this and i was like oh shit i really need to do this because i am one of those people i just you know like i jump in and I just go full speed ahead and there of course it is all these new things that you learn but you just like you put it in your backpack and you just keep on going and then for you when the next problem comes along it's just a natural way of solving it or a natural way of you know the new campaign or the new whatever you're you're doing in your job whereas because of that list that's why you can do it you know and I was I actually started doing one I was like that's that was a really good tip. Yeah, yeah, I I love that as well, and and uh, I think it's been quite profound when I, whenever I tell somebody and they're like, oh, I need to try it, and yeah, everybody seems to get a lot of out of, a lot out of it. What the tip was was to to write down a list of things that you know or things that you have to have known 
you know, in order to have done what you've done. I mean, this kind of a tongue twister thing, but if you think about what I just said, it it makes a lot of sense. So you, yeah. you you know, in order to have done all those projects, you need to have known those things, and you write those down, and suddenly you have a list. And most people are quite impressed by their own list, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm also one of those people that I. I live so much in the now that I forget so fast what I have done also. And and also, I mean, throughout my career, I've not only been, you know, a marketer, I've been a CEO also. And then like sitting with budgets and organization charts and, and, and organizational structure and strategy and how do we do this? How do we go into new whatnot? And that's things that you've learned from being part of businesses, but it's also, I went to business school and I've kind of already forgotten that, even though that was just, two years ago or something yeah. like this you got an M- mba right from yeah. stockholm school of economics yes an executive mba so right. they say yeah. <laughs> 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 which was also one of those first first day i walked in there and i was like everybody's in there and they're you know in suits and they're uh, and, and i'm like we're going to school right so i kind of show up you know a little bit looking like this and <laughs> i'm like now in some cozy outfit with some bling as as normal and and the first person that i met was like oh you must be Circus Lundgren, right? Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) You must be. Whenever they start with you must be, you know you've succeeded in your outfit. I was like, yes, that's me. And they still said, they were like, yeah, we remember like you came in in some yellow hat and it was just, there you are and here's (laughs) us. (laughs) But it was really interesting, really weird for me and a great experience. I really appreciated that. Yeah. Do you think that you have being considered and and maybe even consider yourself an outsider Mm, yeah i think so and i think part of the armor has maybe been since i was little too too like you know wear the bling or wear the thing and and it's been like i'm gonna go my way and that's how i want to do it and if it's you know if you're not cool with that then i'm gonna go somewhere else and and i think that's also been when I've, you know, when you've been in boardrooms or things like this, it's always people are like, oh my God, you got to like dress in a certain way. You got to act in a certain way. You got to, you got to talk in a certain way or, or, and I've always just felt that, yes, there's one way that I need to communicate to. And that's my way. And I need to communicate in that way, whether I'm talking to you as a friend or if we're talking business or if I'm talking to whoever, like, cause otherwise I'm not, ever going to be genuine and not feel like me right that would be strange i've known you since you know the when we were in in uh, peter stormer's uh, garden that was in 2007 yeah yeah uh so it's a fairly long time ago and i know you since then i've seen you in in different amazing outfits for all these years and so now i know it's authentic you know it's you you are this person it would be strange for me to see you like in this. Uh, uh, but I have suit. been told to like, you know, for me, it becomes playing dress up because I have been told at certain like consult, which I'm not going to name the companies of, but I have been told to like, you know, it would be good if you could um, fit in. Yes. No, like tone down and, you, you know, do you own a jacket or do you own like not a jacket, but, you know, like a suit yeah, jacket. Yeah. Could you wear a suit? And I've done that. And I feel, and not kidding, I feel like I'm wearing a clown outfit. Like I'm yeah, yeah. playing adult. 
Yeah, so so uh, I mean, discussing outfits, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's not really what it's about to me. No, it's about uh, you having this outside because I asked you the question because I kind of see it for myself. I see you as kind of an outsider type of person. I am kind of one as well. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> But there's something to that. You can come into a meeting and people kind of expect you to come with, come up with different ideas. And yeah. it gives you uh, some space. Yeah. You know, you get some room to, to um, come up with uh, weird things. And that's kind of why people bring you in as well. Yeah. Uh, so th- to me, that's been a, um, an important f- factor. Has that been, do you think, to you as well? Um, I don't know really, but I think one of the main factors that I have to be completely honest that I didn't realize until like late 20s early 30s maybe even and this is going to sound a little stupid but I thought that everybody kind of had the thought pattern I do you know I see things that's so self-explanatory that I don't even explain them I see if you see a pattern or you see a trend or you see something and you want to to me it's just self-explanatory that you know that and if I'm talking to for example you we can talk and skip those things because we kind of have the interest in that input in our lives where we'd see that or where we'd be interested. Or that's where our mind like right away starts problems. If there's a problem ahead of us, our mind will start problem solving or like start creating. Whereas there's a lot of people, of course, not doing that. And then like moving more into conventional businesses or going in other ways, it's like people look at you like you're an alien because they have no idea One, how you came up with that idea, how you came up with that idea so fast, and where is this coming from, and how is this even going to help us? And are you crazy? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Oh my God, I I don't even know how many times I've heard that. And I don't think people realize that when they say, like, are you crazy? I mean, that's not really a nice... They actually mean it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They they, they, they don't know, is this genius, or is this uh, a, a, a person who's ill? I don't think they ever, the first, like... I don't think anybody has gone the first like, oh my God, that's genius. They've yeah. always gone, no, that's crazy. No, 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 we can't do that. That's like so out of line. No. Yeah. And then like it takes a little time and then either they still think you're crazy or they'll be like, wow, yes, of course. Why didn't we think of that? The worst one I think is when you say something and you make people in the room feel, oh my God, how couldn't we think about that? Right. That's like, then I almost feel... I don't know, a guilt, guilty? That a, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, do you feel that when you've been pitching ever? Like you feel guilt? To... No, never. <laughs> Good. But, but, uh, I, need to, I need to practice on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I think uh, actually the, the competition for people's attention has become so much more fierce even since we were in Peter Stormer's garden. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. And you used, it used to be that you kind of knew that people are going to sit in front of their TV and see this. So it's fine. I, we can just kind of take our time and tell the story. And now there's so much competition. So you really have to do things that stand out, you know, in a kind yeah. of an amazing way. So that makes people like you very valuable, I think, on the market because people need that. People need these outsider perspectives and people who dare do different things. And I think if you look at your career going back, you know, through all these things that you've done, why did people hire you? Well, for that reason, right? They wanted this something, something that somebody came came in with a different perspective and, and shook things up a little bit. Do you think that's true? I think so, yeah. And I think that to some extent, I think 
a lot of people are looking for that when they're hiring somebody or when they but then it's also if you can handle that or not yeah. when that person actually is there because like it's it's also is it a for example like i've done workshop i've done a bunch of workshops and then it's always that you know they're they want that they want somebody to come in shake it up and do something and that's the directive that i've given them from the ceo or the board or something yeah then i go in and i do that workshop and everybody gets scared they get so scared and they are then it's like not right or it's it's not now or it's not something so then i did i learned the hard way i should say it's so like from the first workshop i did i'm like okay i can't go in and do exactly what the ceo is asking me to do because that's just gonna you know freeze the employees into like like oh what? no like what do you mean yeah whereas you know maybe like 10 percent of what the CEO has been asked when it comes to workshops and like shaking things up is maybe the nor like then they get a little like oh this is exciting instead of <gasps> yeah whereas for me that 10 percent is like if it was my I'm, I'm like yawn and this is that's the thing like the small i don't know how to explain it i'm yeah, like I th babbling I saw, on i think there was an interview with ben horowitz i saw where he said that uh, um if you are a ceo and you don't get into any conflicts and there's no friction well then you're useless because that's that's what people would have done if you were not there you know yeah so why are you there <laughs> why are we paying you and it's a little bit the same thing with with consultants if you yeah. do that just if you're not making any trouble not getting any friction not getting almost thrown out of the room you are useless you know they would have done that anyway you know I agree with you because I'm like, why bring somebody in to confirm that what you're doing is good? Then you don't need that person. Right. Like you are probably bringing somebody in because you have issues. But then it's also like a matter of is who's listening ready to listen? Or is this something you just do because you read it somewhere or heard it on a TED talk that this would be a cool thing to do? You know, kind of like a lot of companies now like, oh, we have to go agile. Yeah. And then they don't know how to work agile or like, you know, we need a digital strategy. Whereas then they bring in somebody like before than like like me and i'm like okay you know what please stop talking about marketing as it's digital and analog it's one and if you're going to say anything then instead say marketing and analog marketing because analog marketing is now you know cool again something else <laughs> yeah. and and also digital is part of everything and it's like yeah, they're like oh and then we have social media marketing and we have this marketing and we need a separate um, yeah but it, those terms are old but the, in in to be fair they are not that old in terms of time they're just no. very old in terms of r reality yeah kind of, because things have changed so much but very quickly yeah yeah so if you've been asleep for 10 years you know you'd be completely out of touch with everything so what do you think just to, just to bring it kind of to that topic of marketing what do you think about marketing today what is like the state of the art right now do you think i think that is such a hard question i am i have to be completely honest with you i'm kind of little bit on the edge like waiting for the next what's next you know it's like i'm like but yeah. you've always well, you've always done that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean i'm, I'm I uh, yeah <laughs> I am a little like that as a person. Mm -hmm. and, you know, when like Twitter came, it was like, wow. And then it's like Facebook. <gasps> and then, you know, now it's Instagram and it's Snapchat and, and like TikTok. Great. But like, now what? Like, yeah. you know, and a lot of people are talking about sound. Yeah. Uh, but it's very kind of people are very confused, including including me. I mean, I in, you know, for having a sound company, I'm super confused. 
And uh, it's kind of like the internet was in the late 90s, that nobody really knows how to measure, nobody knows how to get paid, nobody knows how to work the thing. Uh, I agree so much. It's kind of like like pods, podcasts right now. I mean, I was even talking to you about like, oh, well, you know, because I've been thinking about it for a bit, like starting my own podcast. Because it's like, it's it's kind of like, oh, I should start a blog back back then. Or like, oh, I should have a web page because I can just do one and just put it out there and everybody's going to go see it. Yeah. The same with like podcasts. I think a lot of people in general, like with sound also, just think that it's going to be enough recording one putting it out and then people are going to find it it's like no that's not going to happen you will still have to push people to go see it and you can't just use like your own little private instagram and be like hi go check out our podcast like how do you get people there yeah there's going to be two ways either a lot of resources or uh, including a, a network yeah or uh serendipity you just happen to be in the right place at the right time with the right topic and you know somebody said the right thing and suddenly, boom, you're famous and, and no, nobody knows why. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest misconceptions about uh, YouTube, for example, that the, the huge YouTubers just, it was obvious that we're, they were going to be those guys. I mean, all of them, all of the huge ones have been working super hard, obviously, but it's a lot of serendipity and luck as well involved there, I think. And, and it's going to be the same for audio. And, and I mean, that's, it's almost like a, when we work with our formats, it's almost like you're working with a VC fund. You know, we, we yeah. know that 90% is going to fail and we're not going to know until in two years time. So uh, it's going to be super expensive to work all this, all these products for two years before we know. So you kind of have to treat it accordingly, you know, the risk reward thing. Um, but so sound, I th- uh, you know, screen, screen fatigue is, is a real thing, I think. And, and sound is going to be one way of kind of addressing that. And I also think like in regards to, I mean, I listen to more and more, I have to say, I listen to, to, to podcasts. I've been a little, as I am with some of the, I'm like, I'm like ugh, am I going to listen to somebody like, you know, talking about their private life or the literature? I'm like not interested in that. But when I'm learning things and when it, when there's connections, I think it's super interesting. And it's also, it's, it's something you can always have on, just to your point. It's like, you can have it on in the background and it's like the... As long as it doesn't turn into like all of a sudden in the middle, there's like a dee 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 and welcome to and this blah da 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 sponsored by you know then yeah. that's gonna kill it I think. But then again, you know that was looking at videos like when that became popular or whatever. Like long videos was the thing like now then like longer yeah. podcasts. But maybe I only want to have you know like a five minute short you know micro sound thing before I go to bed or when I'm driving to work or. Yeah, the, I think the problem with the really short formats is that you it takes some time and effort to choose and find it. And yeah. then you kind of want to enjoy it for a while, you know? Yeah. So if you have like a five-minute podcast, it's it's not worth it, you know, worth finding it. But I'm thinking like that. that's one of the things for, for future then. Again, like looking at, you know, like the micro uh, videos and like our attention span and like also looking at like younger generations than us. I mean, like I'm almost 40 or also 41 (laughs) (laughs) and then looking at you know my little brother and sis little sister that's you know 15 and 17 then it's then it's in my even younger brother is five i mean their attention span not even close to right to you know and like they're looking at a movie touching the screen and listening to something else at the same time yeah so how will that also like if i i as as i love listening to you know like the one hour episodes or the half hour episodes but I'm just thinking maybe it's going to be more like albums. You know, I will download the Walter Show 
album right and then like get a get little tips like a daily meditation session yeah but it's knowledge yeah i think it's, it's definitely moving in the direction of of uh, like a netflix type you know people don't want advertising if they can pay a monthly fee to just get the premium content they will yeah um but what do you think you've you after all you have like all this experience now you've done this for what 13 plus years yeah something like that i'm like oh yeah <laughs> 37 and i'm uh yeah four, 14 14 plus, years so well, and, and um, you've been in a bunch of different industries from fashion to beauty to uh, cars working a lot with china uh, obviously, with, for with, with Link, where you've been now the latest year, or yeah, years. Um, what have you learned? What has been like the, the biggest lessons you've learned from all those years? For me as a person, and and for for my career path, because it's been a very like you know to the left, to the right, and back and up and down, like I've been all over, but that's when somebody else is looking at it. And, and, and to me, it's not all, it's always been about an open mind, being curious and like being open to learn something new. I think a few years back, then I was more like, oh, I really have to work with, you know, like the coolest shit and it has to be this and that. And I have to, that's gonna reflect on my future and where I'm going and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I think, my only thing that's going to reflect on my future is whether I'm happy and if I'm if I'm learning and if I'm you know continuing to be on the move and and that's been the path and I think I've also now like I've said I've you know tried a lot of different paths and I think the the strongest one for me right now is and this is it's going to sound pretentious but I'm going to go for it (laughs) (laughs) do it yes I'm doing it no but I mean there's a lot of things happening in the world right now. And, and um, I want to be part of changing it for the better. Uh, I really do want to change the world. And what, what can I do? I can voice that. I can voice that change. I can market that change. I can, for a better term than brand, that change. So that people, you know, look at it and, and, and understand what it is and, and why. Um, and then where that path will lead me in the future. I don't know. Right now it's, you know, working at Lincoln Co. And we're um, kind of like the Netflix of the of the car um, industry, if you will. That's about car sharing and, and thinking about that in a bigger perspective. If we can get everybody sharing, that's going to mean less emissions. That's going to be better for the environment, etc. So right now I feel I'm doing something positive um for that um and that's going to be the the path i think just stick with who you are and what you believe in and and go with that and do not care what other people say i think that's a pretty good place to wrap this up (laughs) yeah (laughs) the fire speech (laughs) i'm gonna listen listen to it and be like oh my god you know you get me doing this no, I, I, I actually, I really want to talk to you. I mean, I know you're at Lincoln Co. It's one of the most uh, interesting companies in the world right now in many ways. But I really want to talk to you about you. So that's it's not your your fault. I, oh, I, no. I guided it in that direction and that's where I wanted it to go. Because I, I, I think there's a lot to learn and, and I would love to bring you back to talk about specific topics at another time because I know you has, have so much experience from everything from 
weird photo shoots to uh, you know branding big companies to leading teams and i know you, there's a lot of experience and, and knowledge that you have so uh, next time when we have more time let's uh, dig deeper into that and maybe in your own podcast by then let's see what happens who knows changing the world by sound yeah sounds good that's awesome <laughs> so hannah thank you so much for coming down thank you so much for having me see you soon see you bye <laughs>